Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel and this is the show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, and we get to talk about everything in between wherever you're listening, however you're listening, you know what to do. Five-star review, subscribe, like, share, blah, 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 blah. Most importantly, today, my incredible guest, I have Kelsey Nicole Nelson. She is an award-winning media personality and analyst. She works for the Washington football team, the Big East Digital Network. She has a radio show on Fox Sports Radio. Listen in with KNN, is a college instructor, and so, so much more. Kelsey, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Look, when I get a good introduction like that, it puts me in an even better spirit. So thank you for brightening my Monday, because you know we're kind of sad here in Washington after the game uh, yesterday. So thank yeah. you for brightening it up. I appreciate just, it, Michael. Just in case anybody's not watching and they're listening, I am wearing my Giants hoodie for a reason. One, I was told by a good friend of mine, David Sisto, that the best time to wear your gear is after a just brutal loss. So I've been wearing Giants gear every Monday pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's been year. a rough season. I'm sorry, Michael. Um, Our prayers go out to you. It's okay. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Uh, but as I said before when we were talking, I want everyone to get fired. So whatever <laughs> it takes, however it has to happen. I'm a Washington <laughs> football fan this week. But we're not here to talk about the Giants. Maybe we'll get into the – obviously, we're getting into the Washington We're getting the happier topics, Michael. Yes. And this is the happiest topic that I know. I have this question for everybody, of course. Okay. Because it's the For the Love of Sports podcast. Uh-huh. Kelsey, why do you love sports so much? Oh, my gosh. I think this is a question that many who I'd say in the group chat, I can't spend time with you right now because I'm doing work or are asking me like, Kelsey, why do you love sports so much? Can you give us some of the love? I love sports so much because it's easy. I fell in love with sports early on. I think for me, I grew up a daddy's girl and my dad was very into sports growing up. So I tell people all the time, I kind of had this duel growing up because I used to spend my school years in the DMV, but I'd spend my summers in Jackson, Mississippi. So I was spending East Coast time. I'm spending down South time. And but what both of those have in common is sports down South. It was church and football. I was going with my grandmother every Saturday to church. She was seven-day Adventist. And, you know, I was doing the Bible verses and doing the choir. But then I would go watch some football, except on the Sabbath. And then I come back here to the DMV area, of course. And we grew up, I grew up with so many sports teams here. And, you know, luckily for me growing up, my parents would have money to afford going to games. But I was in a great program where we got free tickets to go to games. And I'll never forget my first sports game. And I knew that was home. I knew I wanted to be nowhere else. So I played a bunch of sports. That didn't work out to go to the pro level. But the next best thing doing to do was... Um, was cover the games and cover the stories and meet people and get pe- get paid to travel. Like I thought there was nothing better than this. Like literally I get paid to do what I love, watch sports and storytell. So honestly, for me, it was a natural fit. I can't tell you when I did not love sports. Um, I guess when I was in my mom's stomach, maybe that was the only time I didn't because I didn't know what sports were yet. But as soon as I came out the moon, Michael, I've been attached ever since and I don't plan on breaking up with them anytime soon. I love it. A couple of really <laughs> important things there, right? First, what does Maryland do? What? Crab cakes and football. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. And we say that with pride, Michael. Yes, we do. I mean, crab cakes are fantastic. And so is football. Oh. Can't really get any better than that. So I think that's important. And shout out anybody <laughs> who's a big Wedding Crashers fan, right? But also, I think it's it's really important to understand, right? Like, you, as you said, you didn't grow up with money. You, you were in multiple different spots. But something that you always could connect back to was sports. Right. It's always this opportunity to kind of look back and, and be able to say, like, hey, doesn't matter if I'm here. doesn't matter if I'm there. I can walk into a bar, and if I see someone with a giant sweatshirt on, we can commiserate about the season. If I walk into a bar, I see someone with the Mets sweatshirt on, we can say, like, hey, man, we got Max Scherzer. Anything's possible this year, right? There you go. And you touched a sore spot with that name, but we won't go there, Michael. But uh, You got the World Series. What's the worst that can happen? Come on. Let me have... Something, Kelsey, just you got have it. something. I really appreciate that. But you know, right, it's a great point, Michael. I was going to say really quickly because that's why I think I also love sports. It's like the only place you can go to in the country where you can be next to someone that's a different religion, speaks a different language, but it doesn't matter because for those couple of hours, be a different, be a different political view. Something very touchy in the subject right now, but you go there and you root for that team. If it's burgundy and gold, you're rooting for the Washington Football Team. If you're here in Baltimore, you're rooting for the Baltimore Ravens. That's what sports does, and I think for me too, when I got to be around these athletes, that makes so much money but they wanted to spend time talking to me and answering my questions like wow where else does that happen where you get to kind of have that access and I think sports especially as a whole have brought us through such a a trying time I remember September 11th and when that happened and how the power of sports really galvanized this country back together showing stronger together and we will rise from this I think sports for a long time have been huge you think about how sports helped to integrate some things in this country I think that storytelling part is what I love being a part of so like you said this is what's so great about sports 
We trash talk, even though y'all need to stop fighting each other. Michael, you've seen those videos on social media. We've got to act better at games, folks. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I try not even to pay attention to a lot of that stuff, but it, it is what it is, right? We got to keep going. And I think it's it's really important, right? It's a built-in community. It's it's such an easy exactly. thing. If you move to a new school, if you move to a new area, hey, you know, try out for the football team, try out for the soccer exactly. team, right? It's one of those things. That's how you're going to make friends. You know, it's such an easy way to meet people of, and as you said, maybe different religions, races, creeds, colors, whatever. Yeah. All, 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 you know, on, on a Sunday at one o'clock, I'm going to be waiting and hoping that this week the Giants lose, but maybe that the Giants actually win for once, which would be kind of cool. So I'm kind of, I'm very curious, right? So as you said, you, you played sports, ended up not working out. I think that's how most people, I think, I have, like, let's say the 99 you're part of the 99%, Kelsey. It's not that big a deal. I think we're all there. But how, when, when was that first taste of the, the media side of it, right? You have podcasts, radio shows, you've been on TV, you, you're, you're, you, you report on everything, you do everything. I see on Twitter constantly, you're, you're, you're going a mile a minute. Where, what was that first, like, you know what? This is, this is kind of cool. I want to do a little yeah. more of this. Oh my gosh, that's such a great question. So I think for me, the turning point for me, I'll never forget. I was in sixth grade. I was at the Boys and Girls Club Germantown Branch when I found out I was the quarterback club award winner. And that meant I got to go to this fancy hotel in DC with my parents. Yes, it was my first time actually at that hotel having medium roast steak and I've never turned back since. Only do well done steaks since oh, that whoa. time. Ago. What? <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, I never turned back since. I've just Oh, no, no, no. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. It was a, other than that, that was bad that night because I got sick after that but going to the award thing with my parents getting awarded was great and the great thing about being the quarterback award winner for the boys and girls club i was sitting at a table with aaron brooks and his family the manning brothers were there archie manning peyton manning um, and eli and it was such a great experience for me because i'm thinking i love sports and i actually won the award for my work on the field but also my work in the communities i thought it meant a lot but then having access to these guys when they're answering my question especially i remember aaron brooks family and his wife and i'm like this is pretty cool and it's you get to do a lot of this. So I said, I want more of this. And for me, being around top tier athletes at that time, like those, and they're paying attention to little old Kelsey, who was like a nobody at that time, just going to school, you know, trying to be the best that I could be. It meant a lot for me. And so I think that was kind of the thing that set it off. And I think that's when I kind of set my mind to it that, you know what, I don't want that to be a one-time thing where I'm going to a hotel, being around these types of people. I want this to be all the time. I want to talk to these people all the time. So I made sure after that moment that my writing skills were always going to be strong and that I was always covering the game. So I'll never forget that experience. And matter of fact, if they're watching the show, thank you guys for spending time talking to a little sixth grader about why you guys were so cool and why she loves sports. I will make sure to tag Eli Manning uh, when I clip that. So he does watch it and he does appreciate what you have. I mean, I'm a Giants fan and you're appreciating him. I, I don't see a better way of uh, bumping up the podcast numbers a little bit. But I, I'm, I think it's really important, right? Like you, you notice something at sixth grade, like that's really intense at sixth grade you're like this is kind of cool and then you continue to work towards it but right. kind of you know if you if you step back for a second do you remember that first time like you were on air because i personally remember the first time i was on air and i was like this is this is sweet like oh, I, I like talking into a microphone i want to do more of this do you remember that and saying either oh, like did you have butterflies was it pure excitement was it like holy crap i can't wait to do that again what were those emotions and what was that first time like that's a great question. And you know, for me, I still have butterflies and emotions, all right? I just do, because I'm a person that feeds off of energy and vibes, and I bring my all into everything that I do. But I think the turning point for me, I'll never forget, I was working for a show called The Hip Hop Corner at the University of Maryland. If you know University of Maryland, we used to broadcast live over the South Campus Dining Hall, WMUC Radio. And even though it was a music show, and something I love about sports is that sports touches everything. So it touched sports and culture. And this was a show that we had Logic come on and Wale and a bunch of cool awesome. people. But they let me do a sports segment, you know, during the hip hop show. And I just had to have five minutes, everyone, where I got to do a full recap of sports. So I got to touch on Maryland sports, of course, but also professional sports. And when I sat in front of that mic for five minutes, and I don't know if the whole campus was listening. I hope they were. <laughs> but even if they weren't, even if it was a few people, I was just thinking about the power that I had and that everybody was listening to just me at that time on that station. And for me, I was like, this feels right. And so I think that kind of set off a wave where in college, I knew I was doing the right thing. I actually started off at Maryland as a psychology major because I wanted to make money and people told me journalists didn't make money. Switch majors and I always say the rest is history and I was just happy. So I think that was a big moment for me um, because you'll never forget those experiences. You know, I had done stuff in high school and things, but in high school, it's like, oh, just my school is listening. I did the morning announcements and stuff like that. You know, now high school kids are getting a lot of experience early on, but just knowing everyone on campus was listening.
listening to my voice and they wanted to look forward to hearing from me. They started sending in questions. Is she going to talk about the Washington, well, then the Washington Redskins and, you know, the Washington Wizards and asking me all these questions. They wanted to talk to me. They saw me as an expert. So that kind of set things off. I had my first blog from that experience. It was called Sports Vixens, Sports Vixens. Of course, now I'd probably completely change that name. But in college, it was the right thing because I wanted to give a voice to women talking sports. Um, and it came from that and it spurred from that. I think I gained that confidence on the mic. And then kind of I say, as the, the rest is history, of course, I got nervous every time. But I knew I had a job to do and I knew I was, you know, I think pressure makes diamonds. So when the pressure is on, I think that's sometimes when I light up the best. Um, but I'll never forget that experience. I'm forever thankful for DJ Boss Player for making sure that this young girl who sent him an email and wanted to be a part of the show because she loved what he was doing, gave her a chance uh, to have Kelsey's Corner, it was called, and to give the sports updates. Kelsey's <laughs> Corner. Fantastic. <laughs> Love the alliteration. I think that is always, <laughs> always very important. And and I mean, you, you bring up, again, I, I love, this is my favorite part, just having really interesting conversations with people that I admire and, and appreciate their work and what they do. Yeah. How often do I just get like, I don't know, 45 minutes to ask somebody questions? That's my favorite everything. I couldn't care less if people are listening to me. I want to make sure I'm making you look good. And you're doing a great job at that, Kelsey. You're giving great answers. And that's the only important part. I'm kind of curious, right? So you, you start Kelsey's corner, you do some of these things, people start asking, you know, sending a question and you're like, all right, this is cool. Like, okay, you switch your majors. When, when do you realize like, well, maybe I won't make that much money, but I yeah. love this so much more, right? Like money will always follow. I think that's always something very important. It comes. Yeah. You have maybe, to work for it. Yes. Maybe you're not in finance. Maybe you don't go right to a, you know an investment company or a hedge fund or whatever and start making a lot of money right out of the gate. But I personally worked in finance, made more money than I'm making now, but I absolutely hated it. So it doesn't matter. I don't, exactly. I don't care if I'm not right. making that much money. So right. how did you kind of come to terms with that? Were you just too young and naive to care or understand? Or was it a, you know what? No, I'm, I'm cool with putting in this work and understanding that, you know, I'm going to start this blog in college. Yeah. And you know, if I do it consistent enough, maybe someone will notice and then maybe yeah. someone will pick me up and then maybe I get a show at, you know, on Fox sports. Like how did that kind of come together? And, and you, I guess, wrap your head around that aspect uh, aspect of it. You know, for that, I have to thank my parents. I think early on, my parents always said, if you want something, you have to go get it. Nothing was ever like just given to me. Even now, I'm lucky to get a $20 bill from my parents. And for them, that's a big thing. If I get a 20 from mom and dad, I'm doing something right. And, you know, they always said, if you want something, go get it. And I think I've always kind of had that mentality. And I always saw things that I wanted and I didn't have access to. So I was going to find a way to come get it. I think problem solving has always been kind of something that's been on my mind. And we talk about the money aspect. And I tell people this all the time, especially to my young mentees and young journalists. Kelsey still wanted to make money again. I didn't come for money, so I knew I wanted to make money. So what I did was I understood early on the power of having side hustles. And so I was still working my campus job while I was also hustling and doing all that I could in college. I did 15 internships in college. They were not all in sports media. They were not all in media. I did some in politics. I did some in education. I even got to move down to Charlotte to do one of my internships when I was working for NASCAR. So really, I think I put myself in positions because I really wanted to see what I really liked. I understood early the power of networking and what it meant to have someone that could speak on your behalf, someone that had a lot of power um, and things of that nature. And I think that's kind of what helped to kind of propel me early on. And much like you, I wanted to be happy. I was sitting in my psych classes. I could do the work, but it was Freud this and Freud that. And all right, now we have to go test some rats. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life. So <laughs> I got out that hundred, I got out that hundred level class and went to my advisor and I was like, look. I love journalism. In high school, I was yearbook editor-in-chief for two years. I was a news managing editor as well for two years for my high school newspaper. I took psychology because I liked, you know, CSI at that time and how, like, I liked people. And psychologists got to get into people's minds. And so it seemed like the right thing. But it was like, I just don't feel like myself in these classes. You know, I didn't have that spark. And so lo and behold, both of them were limited enrollment programs at Maryland, which means they're paying to get in and they're paying to get out. But I did it. But that also meant my last semester of college when everybody else was having fun. I had to do an extra semester. So I was a winter graduate. And I also had 28 credits my last semester of college. So best believe I was doing nothing but working, working and working. But you talk about that sacrifice that you make and you, when you want something. And I remember switching to my journalism classes, Michael, and we got to go check out the cameras and we got to go do man on the street interviews. And I was traveling on the train to D.C. to get stories. 
it just felt right. I started writing for the Black Explosion newspaper at that time at the University of Maryland. I saw my names and bylines. I was sending it to my family members. You know, your family's like the best people that you could send it to. They're sending it to everybody like, oh my gosh, you know, Kelsey's doing this, Kelsey's doing that. And it just felt right because then I was storytelling and I was connecting with people. So going back to your point, I had to find what made me happy, but I also had to live as a college student. So again, I was doing all this, but also keeping my on-campus job and making sure I was also still delivering in the classroom because I also had to graduate. And my parents were like, all right, one extra semester, but no more. <laughs> so I also had to get out of there. And so I share that story because I say, follow your passions and your dreams, but also have a realistic plan to get there. And I think that's what I had throughout my entire kind of college career. I had my eyes on the prize, but I also knew I had to fund that dream. Yeah, first, I'm pretty sure I took like 15 credits a semester in college. So it sounds like you took two semesters at once. So shout out for you for doing that. that last I'm, semester. I just want to make sure I start there because I remember my last, last semester was an absolute blast. So um, oh, yeah. I'm sure you had fun looking back on it. It's clearly all worth it. That part doesn't matter. I am... I am interested in understanding more, right? Like I always try and tell people like, yeah, it's really cool. And it's, you know, everyone wants to be in sports, right? Like everybody, like so many people that's, I was terrible at playing sports, but it's the only thing I love. The only thing I care about, I don't watch TV. The only reason I have cable is so I can watch football and sports baseball. Package. And... Sports package, Michael. Yeah, exactly. It's the we'll only reason, reason. <laughs> the only reason why I pay for cable. And I hope the cable company knows that shout out to Optimum. Uh, I, <laughs> I would quit you in a day if I could, but unfortunately I can't. So it's, it's really important because everybody wants to be in sports. And I always try and tell people like the supply and the demand, Such like out. the supply is really high and the demand is really high. Right. So like, it's not, it's not like a normal market, let's call it where it's like, oh, it's like a normal, normal amount of people want to get in a normal amount of jobs exist. Like, no, no, no. The amount of jobs is really small and the amount of people that want them is really big. You want to become a GM in the NFL? Shout out, you get 32 shots. There's only 32 of those jobs. So you better be damn good at what you do, right? So you have to have realistic expectations. I think that part is really uh, uh, very important. But as you said, you have to work way harder than everyone else around you. Everyone else is going to have a cool uncle that works for a bank. Everyone else is going to have good grades. Right. Everyone else is going to have an internship. Okay, so what did you do differently? And it sounds like you you were on radio shows, you had you had a, a blog, you had multiple uh, internships, but I think it's really important to understand they were in so many different areas. That's actually yes. one of the best things to do yes. because forest in the trees, right? You're too close to the forest to see the trees. That's a bad thing. If you've only worked in sports, right. your experiences and your mindsets and everything is going to be in that one area. But if you got into politics, if you got into this, I was yep. surprised you didn't say NASA at one point. Um, <laughs> but understanding well, that's a big point. And I push that all the time because so for me, actually talking about politics, where did I grow up? The DMV area. Where are we? DC, nation's capital. Politics are kind of a big deal. And a lot stuff of goes on there, apparently. Yeah, just a little bit, you know, some stuff does go on here. And I say all that to say, when I was at Maryland, I participated in the Rawlings Undergraduate Leadership Fellows Program, which was a part of the School of Public Policy. So I was also graduating from a public policy program. And I always liked politics. And I think why I like politics is politics plays a thing into everything. I mean, just most recently, think about the NIL discussion that we were having before that got passed. Politics touches everything, like you said. So I interned for a place called publicsquare.net, and I was moderating debate shows. So they would have these guys come in from political backgrounds and researchers. And here I was, I had to stop watching timer and I was like, go, I would set them up. I would kind of give the background and they would do it. And that was so great. I also interned at the National Education Association. What do a lot of athletes have? Foundations, what do a lot of these foundations do? benefit children in education. They also liked education. You, you found out I'm a teacher now. That was not initially in the plans, but at Maryland, I did the teach for, I did um, a program called America Reads, America Counts. I became a math mentor at Templeton Elementary in Prince George's County. I was taking teaching classes. And so I was getting just a lot of great experience. Like, I also like education and it's great. And education does touch everything. You're kind of touching the future of you. So all that to say, I did, I did a bunch of internships and a lot of different things. Even my journalism internships, I tell people I wasn't doing camera work. I remember I finally got to do my first reel at what was then Comcast Sportsnet Washington, now NBC Sports Washington. I was so nervous and they had us do it on the last day and it was like, all right, you got like three takes. I had to do it in three takes because the person that went before me, she took a little longer and they were like, all right, we got to set time for y'all. So this is what you're going to do. But most of the time I was there, I was logging games. And if you don't know about logging games, you have to really love your job to have like to get through logging games. And I was an intern there in the summertime. So I was logging baseball games, lots of fun, long baseball games. But all that to say, 
I was networking there. I was doing what needed to be done. And I was able to leave there with people that were able to vouch for me. And all of those internships, people were able to vouch for me. And Michael, people have to remember, just because you work in education doesn't mean you don't know people in other industries, right? So these people were able to talk on my behalf. I needed recommendations. And I was sometimes amazed and shocked at who these people knew or knew. I mean, just the other day, I'll give an example. I was at a diner in DC and I meet Eddie George's cousin. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, would you like to get him on your podcast show? Um, yes. Yeah. We're sitting here eating waffles and scrambled eggs. <laughs> so this is to say you never know who you're going to meet, which is why networking and having a vast amount of skills is so, so important. Now people are able to reach out to me to talk about the political side of sports. And as you know, especially with our last president, um, you know, it kind of got even more politicized. And we had more questions after the unfortunate killing of George Floyd, where people kind of wanted that analysis, that perspective and viewpoint. Me working with NASCAR, also able to give a different perspective and viewpoint and kind of shed light into Bubba Wallace and that whole situation. So all that to say, you can never have too much experience in various backgrounds because you never know what's going to be needed. I wish like now I did more in analytics because that's like a big thing that's blown up now. So I'm telling you now, if you don't get some experience in analytics, because it's another good thing to do. So don't think you just have to do sports media and that you necessarily have to be in front of a mic when you are looking for experience when you're young. I, I completely agree. And, and it's also important, right? You were able to figure out how to then tie that back to what you're doing. Some people can't do that. So that that, that marketing, that branding aspect, obviously, you bring that to the table, too, because you yeah. can say, well, I worked in education and all these athletes have foundations. Most of them end up being in education for their hometowns or, or the areas that they're in. So I, I can now kind of pull that part. And you said something prior. Oh, the debate show. What is every sports show now anyway? It's it's just right, a moderate debate. Yeah. So like whatever, you have some experience there. Let's throw that on the mix. So I think it's it's pretty important to understand not only it's good to do these other things, but then how they can tie back and how you can strengthen yourself. And as you said, networking. Everybody, literally everybody knows somebody. Exactly. It might take a little while to get to there and know who they know, but right. everybody knows somebody. I think that's very important. And I, I do. So uh, you've been talking about all these things that you've done, that you've done, that you've done. I want to talk about some of the things that you're doing because you're yeah. also doing some really cool stuff, right? So you work for the the Washington football team. You work for the Draft Network. You do some uh, sports betting shows, if I'm not mistaken. So you're yeah. like, there's the analytics. It'd be kind of nice to know a little bit more about that. Yep. Right? Fox Sports. <laughs> uh, you have a Fox Sports radio show. Again, yeah. one more time. Listen in with KNN, Big East Digital Sideline Reporter, if I'm not mistaken. You yes, have so many correct. different things. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, to put all this stuff together. So, um, Let's start with the, I, I would, I'll call the coolest one. You work for the Washington football team, right? Like you work for your hometown football team. Yeah. Is that not like literal dream come true kind of stuff? I feel like when you're that sixth grader, right? like you're that sixth grader, you're like, hey, I want to talk to more of these athletes. And, and I probably am a fan of the, the Redskins at the time. How cool would it be to work for them? Like how, like how cool is it now that you can kind of look back and be like, oh, I got here. Like that's something, right? It's amazing. And so I'll tell you, I grew up in Maryland, remember? So I was a Ravens fan growing up, but I always okay. supported, so I always supported the there. Ravens in gold. And yeah, I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland. So I grew up with a lot of Washington football team fans. And actually, going back to how I got into sports, my dad went to Grambling State University. One of the first players I knew very young was Doug Williams, all right? He okay. went, the posters were in the bedroom and just obviously knew about his legacy. And of course, you can tie that back to the Washington football team. But for me, again, I tell you, I think about not even being, not even being able to afford to go to Washington, well, Washington Reds game then and now to be able to work for the team i say life goes full circle my first ever sporting event i'll never forget it my first professional one was a washington mystics game we we're all the way at the top row nosebleed section which is probably why i'm afraid of heights now but that's another discussion but i share the story to say i used to i was just humbled to be there i was just glad to be there you know you, they give you the binoculars sometimes and you're looking at the jumbotron but i was just like this is pretty cool like i'm at a professional sporting event people are paying lots of money for these seats and there's professional athletes that we're watching but for me i'm always humbled because every time i go to a arena or a stadium, I, it never fails me. I always look to the top and I just remember being all the way at the top. Nobody knew I was out there except the people next to me. And then now to be on the sidelines and broadcasting and working for the hometown team. And I had three shows during 2020 for the Washington football team. Like, I mean, that just, it's surreal, but I think it just shows you. And you know, also, Michael, you understand this. Many times people tell you, it's the hardest to make it in your hometown. Like you would think it might be the easiest because you're there. People know you. But many times they tell you to what? Go away. Then you have to come back. So you have to kind of be appreciated. So to be able to stay in this market and work my way up there and then to be introduced in the press release by a podcast that I started because I didn't feel like I was getting enough opportunities in this area. And I wanted to give myself a voice to be able to connect with people. It was such a humbling experience. And this is why I tell people, you know, when I got my job with the Washington football team, my quote was, 
don't call it a setback, call it a comeback. And I wore Alex Smith number 11 jersey because I thought his story of resilience was a perfect example of that. So that's a message to all the folks out there. Never doubt yourself. Even Georgetown. I remember going to the games in the old uh, McDonough Arena. And now I'm back there covering Georgetown women's games. Again, life sometimes does come full circle. And I would have never thought I wanted it, but you never know if it's going to happen. And lo and behold, I got to cross those two things off. And I'm always humble for my beginnings. And I'll never forget how I started. And as you said earlier in the show, also trying to stay here, right? It's a competitive market. It's hard to do, but you always have to be trying to improve and get better. And the fact that I have a, a touch base with the fans here, because I know this area, I try to always use that to my advantage because obviously I know the people here very well. And I try to tie that into my storytelling. So that's why it's been fun. And sports betting, of course, is growing like crazy. So with the Draft Network too, it's been great to get into that, especially a network that focuses on football. Again, my first love, my first love. Love you too, mom and dad, but football definitely the first love. And so it's been great to work with them. And then I tie this into all the different games now. I mean, you know, we're doing over-unders. We're doing player props. And this makes the games, honestly, I think more fun to watch. And especially if you go home with some extra money, Michael, it doesn't hurt either. It doesn't hurt no. either. No, no, I mean, I work for a sports betting company. I always work for Caesar Sportsbook. So, like, I'm, there you go. So we're, you partnered, uh, we're partnered with your Ravens. So that's kind of yeah. cool, right? So, like, yeah. <laughs> Once Maryland gets his stuff together and we can kind of start, uh, you know, getting stuff live over there, that would be kind of cool. But I think so. I do. Uh, all of that is awesome. And <laughs> I think it's a testament to understanding, again, going back to what you said in college. Right. It wasn't just it wasn't just, hey, I have this one job. I'm going to do it really well. It's uh, right. shit like I kind of need to make money. I'm going to do all these things that I have to. And you did that at a young age. So you kind of are really good at doing that now, it seems like. Kind of making sure that calendar is uh, very set and knowing yeah. where you need to be, when you need to be it. So again, your time is very valuable. So I really, really appreciate you hanging out with me here. I know you're going to be covering the game a little bit later. The Ravens are in contention still. I don't know. Maybe they're not. I don't really know. It's like kind of weird, but yes, anyway. For now, for now, even though John Harbaugh, we got to talk about those gopher twos. That's another topic for another day. Wouldn't be cool <laughs> if they made both of them though. Um, but yeah. so I want to hop back to something that you said to get that job with the Washington football team. You said you started a podcast to give yourself more oh, experience, yep. to give yourself more opportunity. I think that is incredible. Like that is the smartest thing to do because I tell a lot of people, especially in, in, you know, when I go and speak with kids at, at schools, kids, young adults, whatever you want to call them, yeah. you're not going to get hired to do something in sports. If you haven't done it already, no one's going to hire you to be on camera. If you haven't done it already, everybody has access to YouTube. Like right. you cannot tell me that you've never been on camera before. Everybody, a microphone, man, this microphone is like 80 bucks. Like it's not even these. that nice. You got exactly. <laughs> you can literally do all these things. So if you expect to become, you know, get a podcast or someone hire you to be on a podcast, well, how many times have you done it? I can confidently say I've done over a thousand shows because right. for fun, I just love right. doing this. But it, it sounds like, so tell me a little bit more about that. What was your, what was your thought process? How did the show go? How bad was it at first? How good did it get at the end? I think that's important too. All those yeah. first shows, be honest. They sucked. I remember my first episodes. They were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of, I figured myself out. I know what I'm doing a little bit here. Yeah. Like what was, how was that? And, and was that the intention or was this just, you know, this would be kind of cool to talk about, you know, my favorite team a little bit more. Like, let's yeah. do that and see what happens. Or, or was it more specific? Like, I'm going to do this to get this opportunity. Yeah, that's another just great question. And so I think for me, you know, when I graduated college, you know, leaving University of Maryland, you know, sometimes I think you're invincible. You're a good college student, oh, you do all this stuff, and then you're looking at jobs and you're getting these rejection letters, like, wait, something's not adding up. And so lo and behold for me, I was like, well, I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I always like school. I loved going to Maryland. I loved going to DMV. And then I saw this cool program at Georgetown, Sports Industry Management Program. I was like, ooh, this would be nice. And they had an accelerated program. So, ooh, I can get my master's degree in three semesters. Yes, yes, yes. It's gonna be a little expensive, but in and out. Okay, cool. So I do the Georgetown program. And I'm thinking in my mind, though, this will just make me more competitive, right? You can never, no one's ever going to tell you have too much education. And if they're telling you that, then maybe you're at the wrong place, all right? Because you can never have too much education. You should always be learning every day. So I go to grad school, finish grad school, but all this time I'm working. So I'm in grad school at Georgetown, but I get an internship uh, in the Georgetown Athletics Department working with the annual fund. So essentially I was fundraising for sports teams 
talk about another humbling experience, but also learning the business side of sports. And at Georgetown at the time, college college sports, Mm. I'm interested with the athletic department. It's fun, but it's, it's a little stressful, quite frankly, because people want to give when sports teams are doing well. And at the time, our basketball team at Georgetown was up and down. And sometimes donors just want to call you to vent and you're answering that phone and you got to do it the most polite way and you got to keep all their information right. So again, but it was a great experience for me. But also I was doing that at Maryland. I had got a a job um, doing basically uh, reporting and hosting for a cable access television show. So I was still doing this show. I was at Georgetown. I was working with the round ball report where I was covering professional basketball and college basketball and high school basketball. And then also the sideline report. The sideline report, I was covering football in the area. So again, mind you, I'm going to school. I'm working this internship for money. And then I'm also doing my side hustles. And I didn't have a car. Still don't have a car. Fun fact, I actually still need to get my license. So I'm metroing or taking the bus to all these places. Again, never too proud. I had to get to where I needed to get to. And I need to get done when I need to get done. But also shout out to my friends. I had friends that had cars sometimes. Nice. I would help a girl out. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, still, <laughs> I do have to shout them out. I did have some help. And help is very important. Finding people that support you and will help lift you up along the way. So I'm doing all these different things. But lo and behold, Again, I wanted to make sure I got the right thing. And I started sending stuff out. And I was like, why am I just sending stuff out to different places when I'm in the nation's capital of DC? And I thought about all the sports grades that were here. It's like, I want to find a way to work here. So I'm bold. I start applying to jobs here and getting things back that I didn't want to get back. Or, you know, try again in a year or two, you know, get some more experience. And I just looked around the sports media landscape, quite frankly, Michael, and I didn't see many people that look like me. So I'm thinking like, hmm. I think I'm a diverse voice. I think I come from a diverse background. Why don't I start my own thing? And I had a great friend, Brian H. Waters, one of my best friends today. That was like, Kelsey, yeah, you should just start it. It's not hard. I'll help you out. And so, you know, I'm sitting there and everyone had started calling me. So I had went by Kelsey Nicole Nelson, as you have called me, because I'll never forget in high school, we had a project and I had to do a Google search and we were searching ourselves. And I was like on page nine because Kelsey Nelson was such a popular name. And I realized on Google, like after the first five pages, the rest you have to kind of hit the special button to go over. Yeah. I was like, oh, going to do this. No one's going to do that. So after that, I had to start going by my full name. And lo and behold, Kelsey Nicole Nelson was much more rare. And so I had to make sure I was at the top of that search. But people started calling me K&N. It just matched. My family used to call me uh, KNN because they were like, like CNN, KNN, like you're going to be your own network one day. And so I kind of played into that. And so that's why I called my podcast Listen In with KNN. And essentially it was called Listen In because I wanted viewers to just listen in with me. You were eavesdropping in on a conversation. So going back what to what, what I said earlier, I said, if I'm going to start this in DC, I got to start with the bang. So my first thing I do, I'm in a sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. They're doing a golf tournament um, and they're doing this golf tournament in PG County. They're going to have a lot of people out there. So they give me a booth and some headphones and I do my first show there, Michael. So I'm talking about, you know, different things. And I've done some golf tournaments like Tiger Woods, Quick and Loans Tournament stuff. Not an expert in golf, but, you know, we got through it. And I think there was, you know, many things that I could get better on. But I was practicing my interview skills. That first show, probably not the best show, but practicing my interview skills. And I was like, all right, I did a live event, but eh, that's still not big enough. So I go back into my connections. I say, I'm going to do a big launch of it. So my first like one-to-one guest was Brian Mitchell. And I had worked with Brian Mitchell at then Comcast Sportsnet. You know, he became kind of like somebody that I could look up to, someone I could chat and follow when he comes on the show. That first show, I'm like talking, but I'm like all over the place. And so you go back to like now when I listen, you know, now I know how to be a host and control the interview and like kind of stay on different topics. But I was just excited to have him on. Um, And so, you know, but I think that was a good thing where people know I was serious. Like when you start a podcast with like a celebrity guest, people know somebody's not going to give you their time if they're not believing in you. Mm -hmm. So from that, I just kind of went on and I kept going back in my network and pulling out these names. My kill was another one of my early guests. Now my kill might be better known for being with the beautiful Cynthia Bailey, but you know, he had a big sports background and me and Mike actually met at a NABJ convention, National Association of Black Journalists convention. We had kept in contact. He had roots to the area because his first job was actually in Hagerstown. His daughters were living in this area. So, you know, we were able to kind of tie that in. But what I was doing with my podcast, Michael, was I was getting better talking to people. And and on audio, as you know, you have to be very interesting for people to be able to keep listening because they're not seeing you and you're just trying to keep their attention span. And the great thing about having people that know you on is that after the interview, they would give me some tips. Like, Kelsey, that was great. But Michael, I think, was like, Kelsey, you got to slow down a little bit. 
make sure people understand what you're saying. I like how fast you talk, honestly. <laughs> I love it because I talk super fast. So I feel like if, anyone, connect, if somebody can understand everything that we've said, shout out. Like, good for them. They Y'all are good. Because <laughs> we talk fast, but it's like, those are different things. And so that's why I said to tell people, like, Ray Michael, I, this is the way I grew up. Like, if the table, if the seat at the table is not offered to, to you, then that's fine. Go across the room, pull another table up. And bring your own chairs. And I bet you the people at the other table will begin looking your way, trying to figure out what's going on at that table. And that's kind of always been my mentality. So when there's not a space for me, be able to build it. And today, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a podcast that's now on Fox Sports Radio that now, you know, has sponsors and things like that. And that now our guest list just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. bigger. I've had congressmen on. I've had, um, you know, some of the, I've had, you know, Kurt Angle. I mean, I've had some of the biggest guests I had my one of my breakthrough interviews was my one-on-one interview with LeVar Ball. And that was really huge for my podcast to get a big name where I sat with LeVar Ball for an hour and 10 minutes and we just talked like real talk. And that's what I wanted my podcast to be. But again, it goes back to me, one, believing in myself, two, betting on myself, and three, putting that bet into action and actually getting the job done. And so go back full circle, then the Washington football team, even though they knew I did other stuff, my podcast that has grown a base in this area, announcing me as that host, for to announcing me as the podcast host, it meant so much to see the respect that it earned when it just started as a baby idea and emphasis to make sure that my voice was here in the DC landscape, my hometown. Yeah, I mean that's that's the best way to do it, right? Like the you've you kind of we've touched upon all the things that you've done, right? You networked, right? So then you went back to those people and you 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 added value to them, but they also added value to you. I think that part's very important, right? Hey, I'm going to put your name out there a little bit more. You want exactly. to come on my show? We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. We're here. It's an it's an interview. It's a conversation. So if you want to talk right. about politics, hey man, we can talk about politics because you have a background <laughs> in that. You want to talk about education? We can talk about education. If you want to talk about the local sports teams, we can do that as well. And I think that's really right. important for people, especially hosts of shows. Now I'm obviously not nearly as good as you. Oh, Michael, you're the best. Stop it. Worry, at the end of every conversation, I ask just about everybody. I ask for criticisms and feedback. So you're going to get that question too after the the the, the camera turns off, but. <laughs> I think it's really important, right? Like you, you saw something you wanted to do. You kind of, you didn't just blindly go at it. You were like, you know, this is what needs to be done. I want to work for this team. So I'm going to make sure that they notice me. I thought you were going to say you were going to build the table. So maybe work on your analogies a little bit. Yeah, work on your analogies a little bit. Let's, let's kind of, you know, earmark that one for next time. No, I'm kidding. But I think it's, it's really important just to understand how the, the opportunities don't, people don't just say like, Kelsey, do you want to do this? It's no, no, no. Like, Hey, like, I built this for myself and now you're going to say, Oh goodness. Now we notice who you are. Now you're going to go exactly. and say, yeah, you notice who I am. So bring me on. This is going to be exactly. very well worth your time. And now Michael, it's expanded where I have interns on, right? So I have my Alyssa Nova Cannon internship program. We just had three great interns, you know, two of which were doing it for college credit and one that's a older journalist, but that one just wanted to get back into sports. And now I've also launched my HBCU connection internship program. We're working with HBCU students around the country to get experience in video editing, uh, writing skills, and they're helping me cover this. I think this is what you never know what it can expand to. During COVID, we started live streaming the podcast much like this and bringing video um, video interviews to the homes of many. And now we've done nonprofit events. Uh, we did Crawfish for Cancer, Prostate Cancer Walker Run. So this is what it's expanded to. But again, it started from what you said really making a space, not just for myself, but again, remember what I said earlier at University of Maryland, I always wanted to give a voice, I felt to the voiceless, and I didn't see one enough woman in sports, and then two, I didn't see enough woman of color in sports, and so I think that's what's always been my passion and viewpoint and pulling me, Michael, because I think so often I was in rooms where I was the only one, and that has always been a problem, so I think that's always been a driving point for me, and so that's why now, you know, my favorite, my high school quote, you can look it up if you go to Clarksburg High School yearbook, is what we do, what we do in life echoes in eternity. That's what always pushes and propels me what we do in life echoes in eternity and i always want to be leaving something for somebody else to be able to take up and take on so that whenever my last day is somebody else is going to help continuing to build and bring a voice to so many even at 18 so profound Kelsey, so profound i love it i love it i, I think a while though michael a senior quote is not the easiest thing to pick honestly i couldn't even pretend to tell you what mine was it was probably something pretty stupid it's like a quote from like a adam mckay movie or something uh, we love them all. And I think it's just, it's important, right? And I think that's super cool. And that is changing, thankfully, right? The more times yes. you're on the TV, there are more women of color. And I think that, that part is really important. It's always so stupid yeah. to me. First, I, I think I saw it today. Mina Kimes might have posted something just about I how that. stupid people yeah. are. Like, I don't get it. Like, 
it, it it frustrates me like how i guess that's a good question how the hell do you live with that every day is it is it that bad is it not that bad like what what is that like just people being like oh you're wrong because you're a woman it's like well I've studied this my whole life. I've watched more football than you. And I I'll analyze it. You. I'm not just a fan. Like <laughs> I, true, I can't stand that point of view. It's so frustrating for me. How frustrating is it for you? Oh I my guess? gosh, it's exhausting. And, yeah. and when I saw that with Mina Kimes, I'm like, Mina Kimes of all people, one she's of the so best, smart. One of the best in the business. Like, come on, have you not been watching TV? I think as a woman, you know, it's like some people we can clap back, but I think for me, it's kind of being the bigger person. The Michelle Obama quote: "When they go low, we go high." But also, sometimes you do have to get people right. I had a very frustrating conversation today. A fan tweeted that. Sometimes it's really nice just to lay into. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes, sometimes people just need that one lick, and they change their tune. So. You know, it's like picking and choosing those situations, but I think your work speaks for itself. Putting out good, high quality work and you getting opportunities obviously means people want you to be the voice and represent the best. And like you said, the diversity is changing. You know, I had a, actually speaking of this, I had a I had a frustrating conversation today with a fan that messaged me saying, Oh, I like all your content on the Washington football team, but the reason I think the Washington football team is losing is because they hired Jennifer King and there's a woman coaching football. What? So Michael, I had to lean back. That is absurd. I had to stretch my fingers and do a reply <laughs> in the in the most assertive but way to keep me safe because again you got to keep your job journalist and you never want anything but I thought that was just so derogatory and so offensive when you're blaming a loss because there's a female running back coach and mind you Antonio the running back room Antonio Gibson has been the leader of that and he's been somebody that's spoken out very graciously about her he wasn't and playing yesterday and he didn't play that's the thing and so and even in all the losses that they've had. And mind you, the Washington football team has a lot of problems, but better believe Jennifer King is not one. And so to think about a team that was finally praised for something good, for finally putting a woman in position like Jennifer King to be able to make change. And someone that has a proven record, folks, you can go look up what she's done in football. She has a proven track record. Ron Rivera knew what what he was doing, bringing her to Washington. For a fan of all things to blame the one Jennifer King for this four-game losing streak, like, come on. And this is what women have to face, though, all the time. I give that one example, but it happens all the time. We've all been tweeted some somebody like, oh, how can you talk football? You've never played football. Even though if you look me up, I did play in the NFL passing league, flag football oh. league. All right. So look that up. But all that to say, like, I grew up, if people know my story, I grew up in a football family. I grew up with Bayou Classics. Um, like, this is what I knew early on. I knew the game. I loved the game. But, Michael, basically, again, it's, as a woman, you know, it kind of comes with the territory. I think it makes us stronger. But I'm hopeful that one day, hopefully one day, some of these, some home some of these idiots <laughs> will wake up and realize it's a new day where women, not only talk sports, but sometimes talk it better than you. And I've seen probably a lot of times. I would say that that's already right. Like that's already happening. And that's already obvious. Again, just going to Mina Kimes. She's absolutely incredible. Like she's one of the best. One of the best in business. And Doris Burke. Like, yes, I I love that. Female examples. Like, and it's, it's sad though. Also, I think women though, we want to get to a point, Michael, where people look at us as analysts and reporters, where sometimes they can remove the woman part and just see us for our sports skills, right? And what we're doing, like we're doing the same things everybody else is doing. We might just sound a little different. Voices might be a little bit sweeter, but guess what? We're each unique and we're each our own. So it's a lot, it's exhausting. And I think Mina Kimes is one that's taken so many shots, but I'm glad that she continues to be herself continues to prove her value and her worth. And obviously ESPN knows that too. And that's why you see a lot of Mina Kimes now yes. on the television and not just other guys. She's hilarious too, which also helps. She's so fun with it. She's just fun with it. I think think it's like, it's important. Like if you have the same type of person telling you, like experience comes from everything, right? No one else lived Kelsey Nicole Nelson's life where she grew up in the DMV, but in the summers went down to Jackson, Mississippi, where she went to church and saw football with her. Like that is your unique story. So you come from a different experience. You come from a different place. So you're seeing things differently than, you know, the person that kind of grew up. Shout out Joe Buck. His dad was one of the most famous announcers of all time. Is that the reason why he got his job? I mean, I don't know Joe Buck. I used to hate him. Now I love him. It's this whole weird thing that's going on. So like his experience is going to be completely different coming from that background so i think it's important to have all of those because then you can actually see from different perspectives and understand things better because no one else has lived my life exactly no it's true you know one of my favorite quotes from one of my mentors james brown diversity wins and inclusion matters like you said you need different people telling the story it's like when you played the game of telephone as a kid the message always got different depending on who was the messenger but you need different people to connect with the different audience and as we know america is very diverse and so that's why 
you want different people telling you the story and you're going to connect with different people differently. Also, just to admit something, I was the person that would just totally change the message just for fun. But that was me. Uh, so, <laughs> you were the reason why we could never get through it, Michael. And we had to stay yes. in class till we got it right. <laughs> that is, I am 100% the reason. In Spanish class in sixth grade specifically, I remember doing it and just like laughing after I said it to the person next to me, like, this is, this isn't going to work. Um, a couple more things before we hop, because I know you have to go in a second. Um, so, you know, we'll just go with the last one because I think it's the most important. So just want to say you've won like a ton of awards. I didn't have enough space on my paper to write them all down, which I think is really important. So <laughs> there was a 30 for 30 there. There was like a bu- 30 under 30. There was so much stuff there. Um, so shout out to you, Kelsey, for Thank what you, you. do. Keep Thank doing so you. Much. I think it's very important. But on that note, keep doing what you're doing, right? Like immediately after you're done with this, you, you worked all day. You then were extremely gracious with your time. You came on here. We're about at 45 minutes now. We got to hop in about three. And then you're going to go cover the game tonight because it's a NFC, an AFC North battle between the Browns and the Steelers, which is yes. very important for the Ravens, yep. your team. Right? Yep. So you're paying attention to all the stuff that's going on that's important to the DMV. Right. Um, so for how many? So I have 24 hours in a day. How many do you have out of curiosity? You know, so according to my schedule, I have 24, but somehow I've been able to maximize them, Michael. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that's what it is. Time management at the school I had to learn very early on. I told you guys how many credits I took my last semester in college. But you know what? To be fair, I've never only done one thing. I was playing multiple sports. I was always in high school. I was like, I was at SGA. I was leading, you know, our Coyote Ambassador program. Like I had 2000 ASSER students. I was learning hours when I graduated high school. Like I've always been involved in multiple things. So, you know, my parents were using a lot of gas money at the time, taking me different places. So for That's me, why I you I- didn't want a car. That's why you didn't. I get it. Until I got older, though, and they were like, Kelsey, so funny thing. We used to say the BMW. <laughs> and when they said get the BMW, that means bus, metro, walk. You got to find one of those ways to get somewhere. And I better believe I did. But I say all that to say, you know, I always say, like, you have to really you have to find ways that you are going to kind of get your value. And so I look at the 24 hours in a day and how am I going to maximize this value? So for me, that means I don't go out a lot. Like if I go out, usually now it's for an event that I need to be at. Either I'm hosting it or it's a networking opportunity. I was invited to it it has or, or a good friend's birthday because, yes, you do need to balance. But also I know what I want to do and I know where I need to go. You know, you talked about the 30 under 30 award. That's what we meant a lot. When I was younger, I thought those were the coolest people, like people who had done so much under 30. Because when you're younger, you think 30 is old. Now that I'm yeah. almost, I'm like, no, 30 is not old. 30 is not, not old. old. Yeah, I'm not old, folks. <laughs> but, you know, I think the best thing about the awards, like it's, it's for me, winning like DMV Sports Media Person of the Year, it meant a lot to me because I think about all the greats that came before. And again, wanting to always put on for my hometown, you know, the two for row, the 301, like the DMV means so much to me because the DMV is who made me. You know, this is why I always, if you follow me on social media, I always tweet about the DMV. From what I always tweet, the DMV breeds ball players. I always want people to know all the great talent that comes from here and the water, not just for basketball, football, and so much more. But to have people who knew me growing up as little Kelsey to now see me and support me and love me for me, it meant a lot. But for me, an award is great. But for me, a Award is more a kick in the butt saying, all right, this was good, but you know, the journey's still going, the road's not done. So for me, it's ammunition because to what something I think we said in the pre-show, you know, how am I going to follow this up? How am I going to be better than I was yesterday? You know, when I cover, I've covered Georgetown football and the coach Scarletta would always say 1% better, 1% better every day. And I think that's such a great message. Like I always want to be better than I was yesterday because an award it honors things that you did in the past. I need to be moving to the future. Media, journalism, nothing is promised. Nothing's guaranteed. I freelance. So I work for every opportunity that I have. And that means I'm also having to prove myself for every opportunity that I have. So how can I maximize the hours of my day to be beneficial to my freelance opportunities that also helps me grow my brand. So that means I'm on my phone a lot. I'm on social media a lot, Michael. I'm pushing and branding myself. A lot of the stuff I do, I don't have a team working behind me. And for my podcast, I do, but I did, I designed my own website. I put the content up, you know, I'm pushing out my own media stories. I just, now I'm starting to work with a new publicist. So thank gosh, I'll get a little bit of help and that will help me get more hours back in my day. But it's just doing that type of stuff. And, you know, I think mental health is a big thing. I'll be honest with you, Michael. I am trying to do better at giving giving myself time and giving myself grace because right now I've been like work, 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 work. And usually the only time I'm not 
working, 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 working is if I'm sick. And even if I'm sick, I might not have a voice, but I'm still in bed trying to figure out what's going on um, and how to get better. So that's the part I am trying to get better at. But again, there's always something that you could be doing. There's always there's always an article, right, that you could be, uh, for me now that I have interns, I'm editing their articles, right? I'm filling out paperwork to send back to their schools for their internship credit. I'm having conversations with my interns on different things that they can do better. I'm talking with students. I'm talking with my boss. I'm in production meetings. Like there's always something. And then I'm also working. I also in DC, I work communications um, as well. So I'm wearing multiple hats. And I'm also just trying again to network. So I tell people all the time, look at your day, find time to maximize it. And for me right now, going virtual has helped me a bit because Michael, I don't have to go travel a lot to go to as many events. So that's actually giving me back some time. I get to do interviews um, like this, but I always am on email or something because there's always something that has to be done. So again, always thinking forward to how can I make the next day easier? That's kind of my mindset. How can I make the next day easier? What can I do now? Um, And that's kind of just been how I've been able to move forward. Again, everything is different for everybody. For me, I have to be busy because when I'm not busy, it feels weird. But again, I'm learning better to take care of myself. So what I've started to do is at least give myself an hour a day where I put my phone down. It's on silent. It's on mute. So if you miss me, sometimes if you call during that hour, I'm sorry. It just happens. And that's for me. That's when I get my time back for me. And so now that's been watching Netflix, which has been great, catching up on shows. I still am one of those people that haven't watched Power. I think I'm on season two. So catching up on things like that. On HBO Max, my friends hit me to Euphoria. On Netflix, I got hip to selling Tampa. Like, you know, I'm trying to catch up on all these things, Michael, and kind of be the cool person. So that's what I've been doing now. And it's kind of like a great balance because as much as I love sports, sometimes I I got to turn to uh, Martin at night and get that little break or breather because sports is a lot. There's always a lot going on, but I'm also human with thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And I have a family that I also have to be mindful of. I have a little sister that I'm always thinking about trying to help her and propel her. And I can't be my best self if I'm not taking care of myself. So that's a message to everybody out there. You can't be your best self if you're not healthy inside and out. Wow. Kelsey, this has been absolutely fantastic. I was going to ask you if you have burnout, but it sounds like you don't. It sounds like it actually powers you. I will tell you a little thing, Michael. I kind of, I'll tell you my burnout now. I take naps. Okay. Naps are older people. And I'm one of those older people that take naps now. I don't think think that's exactly true, but I I appreciate, I appreciate the sentiment there. Kelsey, this has been, this has been absolutely incredible. You're doing so many cool things. It is, is, it's just awesome to have you on just so people can understand. And this was a 50 minute show, but again, we talk so fast. I think we had like an hour and a half worth of stuff in there. So, I mean, people, it's, it's a nice show. Put this on like 1.2. If you listen to the podcast, like that's good luck listening to that. Kelsey, Nicole Nelson, award-winning media personality, analyst, football, Washington football team, Biggie's digital, (laughs) Fox Sports Radio, listen in McCain. And uh, where can everybody follow you on um, social media? Uh, Drop all that stuff for me, and then I'll put everything in the show notes as well. uh, Michael, this was so much fun. And you know what? Quick message for everyone. Let's normalize talking fast, all right? Some of us do talk fast. It's a new day. Uh, But everyone can follow me on social media, The Real K Nelson on Twitter and Instagram, also on Facebook, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. You can check out all my information on my website, KelseyNicoleNelson.com. Also, some of you guys are on LinkedIn, which you all should be on LinkedIn, business professionals. So also feel free to connect with me there and check out my show, Listen In with KNN on Fox Sports Radio. We're starting 22 off right. I'll have a new show this Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time with a very special guest from the football world um, that will be joining me. And actually, Michael, you might want to tune in because it might have played for the Giants. So I want people to tune in. I'm going to be releasing that soon. And actually, they did play for the Giants. So New York fans, you should tune in. I just wanted to get that little tease. And then Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So please, please, please check it out. And then we'll be back on the Draft Network this Sunday, 1145 a.m. Eastern time, getting you guys set for week 18 of NFL football. So I hope everyone checks it out. I love it. This has been incredible. One more time for Kelsey Nicole Nelson. My name is Michael Raziel. This has been For the Love of Sports. I appreciate everybody listening. The only thing we don't get more of is time. So thank you all, including you, Kelsey, for giving me some of yours. But other than that, of course. I hope everybody has a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys.